Welcome to this February 14th, Valentine's Day 2021. You have survived, you have endured a pandemic, changes in the political system, things are unfolding and in ways that maybe you didn't expect, and yet you are loved. God loves you. He has some great things for you, and he is making himself known. He's making himself known in a variety of ways. We've been talking about signs of God in everyday life. This is another sign, or these are, are other signs that you can clearly see day to day and recognize that God is here, God is at work, He has not abandoned you, that He is doing great things. This is your divine Valentine's card. Your divine Valentine's card. So, let's discover signs of God in everyday life. And we're going to start with uh, taking a look at this idea of, of God doing a mysterious thing in relationships and putting people together. And we're going to start by uh, looking at this uh, statement in uh, Proverbs chapter 30. Amazing romance. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 18 through 19. There are three things that amaze me. No, four things that I don't understand. How an eagle glides through the sky, how a snake slithers on a rock, how a ship navigates the ocean, how a man loves a woman. Interesting grouping of, of those things. It is a, uh, a picture, imagery of uh, just movement, of... Uh, connection of flow that is going on as this is being described by Solomon as he's writing uh, or Agur as he's writing here in Proverbs 30 and this is a uh, the imagery is is beautiful you think of, of an eagle in the in this you think of an eagle in the sky f floating on the air and it moving no, no path, no roads, no uh, guidance, just flowing and, and moving through the air in patterns and circles and uh, catching a drift and, and, and going up high and uh, just, just a sight to see. And in, in a similar way, he is tying that in with a, a snake as it moves and moves silently and in a way, without leaving a trail across a rock. And he's saying that that's a, an amazing sight to, to see that it can, it can do that. There's, no again, no path, no direction, no trail left. It's just 
uh, a flow, a movement. And a ship does the same as it navigates on the sea and it floats through the sea without a particular road laid out for it. And it is navigating and moving, but the waves are coming and, and it's able to negotiate the, the various aspects of it and just beautiful sitting on the water. And he says, yeah, that just catches my imagination. And then I think of this relationship, the romance that happens with a man and a woman. So he's laying this out in terms of, of this imagery of there's something mysterious about this. Without a, a particular chart or plan or uh, this road to travel, there's something that happens in relationship. There's intimacy uh, it, described in this, but there's also that mystical side behind, uh, behind it that causes a, a, uh, a man and a woman to catch each other's eye, to catch one another's hearts with all the people that are in the world, and, and then they, they connect. And he says, that, that's, that's what I'm talking about here. It's not that this is necessarily they're chained together or forced together, though some cultures that may happen, but this is, this is how a man loves a woman. So this is relational. This is uh, respecting each individual's will and their desire to be together. And he's painting that picture as an eagle soars, as this snake moves gracefully across a rock or the ship moves through the sea with such beauty and ease. And he's saying these, those pictures are, are images of this kind of relationship. A relationship designed by God, put in motion, and then it just flourishes and it shows up in a beautiful way. So we're looking at how that is a sign of God, of how God is revealing himself uh, every day to everyone. Uh, back in the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 24, we have this story about Isaac and his uh, coming wife. His uh, father is sent for... Uh, someone to be brought, uh, a, a relative at that point, someone like them to, to be brought. And uh, so he sends them to Haran, a uh, servant to Haran. He finds Rebecca and brings her back. And Rebecca is smitten. She's heard about him, but she hasn't met Isaac yet. She arrives, she's riding on a camel as uh, the servant brings her back to where Isaac, Abraham, live. And she asks about this man she sees in the field, and the servant says, that, that's him, that's Isaac. So she gets off the camel to introduce herself, and, and then moves uh, toward him, and of course he sees them and makes his way over. It's this statement of, of uh, and it's just a quick one here 
from Genesis 24. And Isaac brought Rebekah into his mother Sarah's tent, and she became his wife. He loved her deeply, and she was a special comfort to him after the death of his mother. There's a love relationship. This is a strange way to find a wife. A servant goes off, finds a particular person, brings her back, and it's a bond. It, It just was ready to happen. It's like that mysterious thing of how does a man love a woman? The, the, the eagle catching air currents and it just, it just flows, it comes together and when it happens, it is a beautiful thing. And to see that romance unfolding in someone's life, he loved her deeply. It's just a fantastic, it's a fantastic thing. We have... In our culture, uh, all kinds of books printed on romance. There are uh, channels, Hallmark Channel, that that covers all sort of romantic comedies and and, and romance dramas and uh, makes up a huge number of the uh, TV shows, movies, things that are going on. People love it, even in their conversation, the drama, what's happening at school, what's happening at the office, what's happening in the family, what's happening in these relationships as people talk about. So who do you like? And if you're 13 and in school, uh, who likes you? And and the notes that are passed and stories that are told and giggles that happen and all the, all the things that are involved in this, because God is wired romance, love, relationships into his creation. So the rom-coms and the stories, harlequin romances, the, the interest that people have in those things is not just uh, an empty thing. It's not, not necessarily that uh, I'm promoting all those. I'm just saying that there's a desire in the human heart that says... Uh, those things are are beautiful, interesting, uh, attractive. Maybe someone's longing for them. Uh, of course, many get hurt by them. They get the drama on that end. So there's love, uh, being loved, being unloved, all of that going back and forth. All of it, whether it's it's the good and beautiful side or it's the broken side all indicates that God has been at work and has created something, something so magnificent, so powerful, that it drives people, it drives uh, businesses, it, it drives fashion, it drives people's interest, it drives Valentine's Day and its cards, uh, candy and flowers, and maybe a dinner too. But it's all part of it. That God is showing himself in what he has designed and what he has put into us. So, God's design from Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. So that we, we have God's handprint as he has designed us, male and female, and we're, we are reflecting 
that character, his image. Again, sometimes it's twisted and broken, but there's, there's elements and we can still find it in us, within the whole of humanity. He also put this in here. Genesis 1, verse 28, procreate. That means have babies. That, that's part of the plan. This is the first command given as people are coming together and and this is what God has done in Genesis chapter 1 God blessed them the man and the woman and said be fruitful and multiply fill the earth and govern it reign over the fish in the sea the birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground be fruitful and multiply how exactly does that happen it requires people to come together. Ah, yeah, there's sex involved in this. So there's the male and the female are coming together in order to accomplish God's purpose, His, His plan, His desire. God's will on this planet is that a male and a female in this relationship come together, love one another, and in this encounter... This intimate encounter produced babies. There you go. What do you know about God's plan or God's sign? And you hear this often with new mothers or people coming to see a baby. And they go, how could you not believe in God when you see this little baby here with his tiny little fingers, tiny little toes, and, it, and it's moving, breathing. And you go, this is a human being. God is at work. This is a sign of God. Be fruitful and multiply. Obedience to God's plan. Again, sometimes that gets twisted. Sometimes it's, uh, the timing's off. Some, there's a number of things that happen. But there's a uh, mystical, amazing thing that happens in this relationship. And there's fruitfulness and multiplication so that there are more uh, people, God loves the world, and he loves people, and he wants more of that. And he has released romance and love and relationships and desire for one another to be part of that. It's all built in, and when you sense that, a relationship with uh, your relationships, or you observe it in others, or just notice the books or the number of movies or, or whatever is around you on that theme, please recognize it is a sign of God, that God loves you, that God is at work, that God is doing these great and wonderful things, that you are not forgotten, that this is all part of his plan for you, for others, for the world, for all time, has been since the beginning. So a sacred relationship, and this is a little different from just general people just getting together, because again, uh, the fallen nature of humanity, there's, there's that side that has taken them down uh, to the darkness. And so the beauty of what God has instilled gets gets buried under all kinds of uh, loads of human philosophy and excuses and uh, hurt, sin. 
it all shows up. But this is what God intended was for a sacred relationship, sacred bond uh, to come from these from this relationship. So he means that we come together in mind and see one another. Isaac and Rebecca had, had made a connection. They hadn't even met yet, but they, they're making a connection and they decide uh, this is the one God has for me because they had uh, already pursued that aspect of this and, and there was a sign that God chose Rebecca for Isaac. So there's a mind part of this. And, and when you see uh, and connect with, you hear that other person, their personality, you see their form, their movement, their, their character, and you go, yeah, that's, that's the one in my mind. I, I get that. But there's also the body, the you know, getting close to one another, holding on to one another, uh, supporting one another, uh, all, all, of, all of those aspects all the way to the intimacy of sex, all of those things that are happening in a romantic uh, environment, mind, body, there's soul, the emotions, uh, the wholeness of that person coming out, feeling uh, the highs, the lows, living life together, sharing that, the spirit coming into to relationship with another person who is pursuing God at the same time. This is a sacred relationship set apart from all others, which is why it is called holy matrimony, holy marriage, unique. This couple, this male and this female, this man and this woman are set aside from all others for this relationship, the sacred relationship of mind, body, soul, and spirit. And there's a unity, a oneness that comes out of that, a closeness that is... Ah, oh, just amazing! It's it's like watching a beautiful sailing vessel moving across the sea. It just uh, it just flows. But shattered sacredness. First Thessalonians four three, God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Stay stay away from all sexual sin, and that can be. Uh, detractor it it can deform that relationship it can interfere with that uh, sacredness so here here is the warning uh, given to us that this is this is god's will for us to be holy in in these relationships to keep it unique to keep it sacred i want you to hear this from the message uh, translation and this is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 16 through 20. And uh, again, from the message. There's more to sex than mere skin on skin. Sex is as much spiritual mystery as physical fact. As written in Scripture, the two become one. Since we want to become spiritually one with the Master... We must not pursue the kind of sex that avoids commitment and intimacy, leaving us more lonely than ever. The kind of sex that can never be, can never become one. There is a sense in which sexual sins are different from all others. In sexual sin, we violate the sacredness of our own bodies. 
These bodies that were made for God-given and God-modeled love for becoming one with another. Or didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place, the place of the Holy Spirit? Don't you see that you can't live however you please, squandering what God paid such a high price for? The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging, belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let people see God in and through your body. Wow. It is sacred. You are a sacred being. And in these relationships, this romance, this multiplication, all of that that happens is a sign of God's hand on us. Of course, the evil one has come, darkness has entered, sin exists, brokenness is all around the place, and, and twisted views of this exist all around us, and sometimes we even have our own. But God says, I have something better for you. You are sacred. Your relationships are sacred. He has something better, and he wants to raise us up like eagles who soar in the sky. Signs of God, signs of God. Attraction, yeah, attraction. So that, that connection that people have, sometimes across a room, sometimes as a junior in high school, sometimes a junior in college, or a junior partner in a business, or just shopping. Meet someone through a friend. However it may come, there's an attraction. And don't dismiss that. Don't dismiss that for others either. Because there's something working there. Now, is it always wisdom? Is it always right? Is you know, better than that. But the attraction is a built-in part of who we are as human beings, designed by God, His handprint on us, to accomplish His purpose. And romance is part of that. So if there's attraction, maybe there's some learning that needs to, guidance that's needed, but it's still, uh, it's still an indication of God doing his thing and putting it into us. Attraction, romance, another sign. So the whole uh, development of, that, of a relationship that begins, begins with attraction and maybe goes on to you know, dating and really getting to know one another and spending some time sharing uh, hearts and life and discovering more about the other person, which leads to a level of wanting to make a commitment to one another to be in that intimate, uh, committed relationship of marriage. So attraction, romance, marriage, God's hand is on that whole process because that's what he, he loves us, and he knows what we need, and he's built it into us to desire these things. So we celebrate them. That's why we go to weddings, and we can be excited about the beginning of a relationship, about this couple being set apart in this sacred relationship to pursue God, to pursue uh, one another, to, pers to pursue life and God's purpose for them. Sex enters into this whole process, of course. And that's God's design again. He wants us to be fruitful and multiply. And as we see the result of that, that intimacy that brings a, a joy and a closeness to that couple in, in their 
uh, unique and holy uh, framework. Out of that, children, another sign of God. Children. So when we have uh, accomplished his purpose to be fruitful and multiply, then we get to see the children who are now part of our lives. And he is pleased. And even though we may not do all of this perfectly, it is still God's design. It is still a sign of God's purposes, his involvement in our lives, and showing himself in our world every day. Showing himself in our world every day. So, from Ecclesiastes chapter 9. This is from... Uh, Solomon, who was wrestling with uh, the brokenness in the world, and he's trying to piece some things together. But it comes to this, and he passes on this advice. So go ahead. Eat your food with joy. Drink your wine with a happy heart. For God approves of this. Wear fine clothes and a splash of cologne. Live happily with the woman you love. Live happily with the woman you love. Well, or if you are the woman, live happily with the man you love. Most of the time, Solomon's writing to his sons, so it comes out a little one-sided. But the relationships are there. God made his people, male and female, to enter into a relationship, to engage in romance, and to engage in... Uh, marriage and uh, sexual relationships and to be fruitful and to multiply and to see him in and through all of it because it is sacred. It is special. It is amazing. And it is beautiful. So, happy Valentine's Day. There is your divine Valentine's Day card. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven who loves us so greatly that you designed us the way you have so that we might enjoy this world, enjoy one another, enjoy marriage, enjoy romance, enjoy uh, children, and to know that in each area of life, all of that aspect of who we are as people, that you are revealing yourself and your love for us. Lord, indeed we fall short. We have at times taken off in in directions in our thinking and in our actions that betray the sacredness of these incredible things you've brought to our lives. I pray that you would forgive us our sins, Lord. Remind us that you love us so deeply that you sent your Son to die on the cross for us. To make it possible for us to have a real, uh, caring, loving, deep relationship with you. And that also we can have real, caring, deep relationships with our husbands or wives. That you have made these things possible. And you have not forgotten us. Thank you for the sign. For the signs, Lord, of romance, of love, of attraction, of marriage, 
of being fruitful and multiplying. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you.